turn to the Word of God, to the prophecy of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 49, beginning at the first verse. Listen to me, you islands, hear this, you distant nations. Before I was born, the Lord called me. From my birth, he has made mention of my name. He made my mouth like a sharpened sword. In the shadow of his hand, he hid me. He made me into a polished arrow and concealed me in his quiver. He said to me, You are my servant, Israel, in whom I will display my splendor. But I said, I have labored to no purpose. I have spent my strength in vain and for nothing. Yet what is due to me is in the Lord's hand, and my reward is with my God. Now the Lord says, He who formed me in the womb to be a servant, to bring Jacob back to him, and gather Israel to himself. For I am honored in the eyes of the Lord, and my God has been my strength. He says, It is too small a thing for you to be my servant, to restore the tribes of Jacob, to bring back those of Israel I have kept. I will also make you a light for the Gentiles, that you might bring my salvation to the ends of the earth. This is what the Lord says, the Redeemer and Holy One of Israel, to him who was despised and abhorred by the nations, to the servant of rulers. Kings will see you and rise up. Princes will see and bow down, because the Lord who is faithful, the Holy One of Israel, who has chosen you. Will you turn with me to uh, Peter's first letter, First Peter chapter 1. We read a portion beginning at the first verse. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to God's elect, strangers in the world scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, through the sanctifying work of the Spirit, for obedience to Jesus Christ and sprinkling by his blood. Grace and peace be yours in abundance. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade, kept in heaven for you who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may be proved genuine and may result in the praise, glory and honour when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy, for you are receiving the goal of your faith, 
the salvation of your souls. Concerning this salvation, the prophets who spoke of the grace that was to come to you searched intently and with the greatest care, trying to find out the time and circumstances to which the Spirit of Christ in them was pointing when he predicted the sufferings of Christ and the glories that would follow. It was revealed to them that they were not serving themselves but you when they spoke of the things that have now been told you by those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. Even angels long to look into these things. How did you come to faith in the Lord Jesus? That is, those of you who are saved. How did you come to be saved? Who brought the message to you? I think it's more in the rural papers you would get uh, adverts for gospel missions. And uh, the advert would tell you who the preacher, the evangelist, the minister, who he is, maybe a wee bit about him, uh, and then add on uh, some other wee bits and pieces, bright singing, uh, and so on. Uh, and one of, the, one of the, the, the phrases that's often used in those adverts, thrilling testimonies, thrilling testimonies. And no doubt some of those who come will tell great stories of how the Lord and his mercy brought them from death to life. Thrilling testimonies. The Apostle Peter is writing to these persecuted Christians in Asia Minor. Little groups of people who have been gloriously converted out of a very, very difficult background and now find themselves being persecuted for their faith. He has written to them in this, this letter here. He speaks to them of the great hope that Christians have, the hope of, of, of the glorious eternity. He has spoken to them of the, the great joy it is, that underlying joy <clears throat> that the Christians have, even when things are extremely difficult, the joy of being the Lord's. And now he writes here in verse 10, concerning this salvation. It's as though Peter is saying to them, look, I'm going to give you a testimony. I'm going to give you a thrilling testimony. Your testimony. Your testimony. Let's, let's look at those who were instrumental in leading you to the Lord. And he starts, maybe this is surprising for some, concerning this salvation, the prophets, the prophets. Yes, David, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, Malachi. Did you know, he is saying, that every one of them was pointing you to Jesus? God gave them a word, yes. They applied it to the events of their own day. But the Holy Spirit showed them that what they said had, had greater, fuller, more glorious reference. Oh, they, they, they tried hard, they searched, they struggled, they looked forward. 
but the ultimate reference of their prophecies to a large degree was was hidden from them. Concerning this salvation, the prophets who spoke of the grace that was to come to you searched intently and with the greatest care, trying to find out the time and circumstances to which the Spirit of Christ in them was pointing when he predicted the sufferings of Christ and the glories that would follow. But, but for whom were their prophecies meant? Well, Peter says, for you, for you. It was revealed to them that they were not serving themselves, but you, when they spoke of the things that have now been told you. For you who... Peter says, who live on this side of the cross. For you who can see the cross and and all its shame, who can anticipate something of the great glory of the Lord Jesus and indeed the glory that is given to his people. For thousands of years, the prophets of God, all his prophets, were delivering this great message, he says, for you. It was revealed to them that they were serving not themselves, but you. Isn't this word from the Lord saying to you and me, we have something that the Christians in Asia Minor in the first century didn't have. We have the word written. We have the whole of the apostolic writings from Matthew right through to Revelation. Uh, these, these word, This word from the Lord that plainly and simply declares to us what he refers to here as the sufferings of Christ for our sins and the glory that follows. We, we, we have the word of God to tell us in intimate detail the way of salvation, the way from death to life. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, the apostles, the word, and, and indeed you can add to that the saints and martyrs of hundreds of years, those whom God has raised up and sent that, 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 that you have the wonderful privilege you know when you, you think about it you can see something of the wonderful effort that God has made through so many through so many and think of the, the work and of the pain of the sacrifice and of the love of those who have brought the gospel to us well says Peter yes you are Downtrodden, you're treated as being of no importance in your own land. It's easy to get depressed. But look, the prophets of the Old Testament would have given anything to know what you know, to stand where you stand, to see the crucified, risen, and exalted Messiah. And all their work was so that, so that you can see and see clearly. And that isn't that the case? That all of the Scriptures right from Genesis, Noah, Abraham, Moses, the tabernacle, the ark, the temple. Concerning this salvation, the prophets who spoke of the grace that was to come to you, searched intently and with the greatest care, trying to find out the time and circumstances to which the Spirit of Christ in them was pointing, when he predicted the sufferings of Christ and the glories that would follow. It was revealed to them (coughs) that they were not serving themselves but you when they spoke of the things that have now been told you by those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. Concerning 
this salvation. Oh, salvation is, in one sense, it's simple, so simple, that in simple faith you put your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. But think of the tremendous work that God has put into to, 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 to your coming to that point. Think of all those that he is involved in, in bringing you to that place. But then, then Peter writes, the things that have now been announced to you through those who presented, preached the good news to you. God sent, yes, he had sent Paul and his companions to these people in, in Asia Minor to explain who Jesus is and what he had done. The apostles, those who had seen the risen Lord. Dear friends, says Peter, downtrodden and perplexed though you may be, you have something that has been denied to millions. You have had the gospel brought to you. But what about us today? With all the complexities of this life, oh, can you not see the great lengths that the Lord has gone to bring the gospel to you? Right from the very beginning, right from those Old Testament prophets, right through the apostles, and then far beyond that, down through the ages, those whom God has used to bring the good news to you. And then, of course, let's never forget this. We have the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ. The things that have now been announced to you through those who preach the good news to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. God, the Holy Spirit, effectively calling, convicting, convicting people of their sin and of their misery, showing us Jesus, who he is and all that he has done for us, and graciously drawing us to him, and then, and then gloriously sanctifying us day by day, illuminating the scriptures for us, guiding us into all truth, and living within his people. Oh, dear brothers and sisters in Christ. Peter's saying this and to, to the people of Asia Minor and to us here today. You are a privileged people, a special people. And you know, if, if they were, aren't we even more so? For that word that was given to them by the Holy Spirit is now complete. The full revelation of the word of God. You know, most Christians can look back and say, yes, I came to faith in Christ through so-and-so. Maybe even name some well-known gospel preacher. Or, I came to faith in Christ through my parents. Doesn't sound so dramatic, but it's even better. Thank God for all these instruments that the Lord uses. Thank God for them. But you know, it's all too easy for to get something that's far, far more thrilling. Far, far more thrilling than all that. To be able to say, and, and we must say, I came to faith in Christ through the work of the Holy Spirit. Through God, the Holy Spirit. That's what, that's what Peter's saying there. What a testimony. Peter puts in 
you know, he says, look, with all these, don't forget that God the Holy Spirit has been working in your life, has been working even before you were born, has been working on you from eternity, if you like. What a, what a wonderful testimony it is. Then Peter turns to another of God's instruments, things into which angels long to look. For we are surrounded by the heavenly host. Concerning this salvation, he says, they must turn aside, they must stoop down to watch and wonder. Redemption is not for them, it's for men. And so the angels look on and marvel. They hear the gospel preached and they applaud. They see souls brought from death to life and they rejoice. They assist the proclamation of the good news in ways that, ways that are hidden from us now. And they wait to carry us in triumphal procession on that day when the souls of believers are made perfect in holiness and do immediately pass into glory. Concerning this salvation, your testimony is beyond the wildest imagination. A thrilling testimony. Concerning this salvation, all these agents employed over hundreds of years in bringing you to salvation. And, in a very simple way, Peter, for the Christians of Asia Minor, and for you and for me today, he defines for us this salvation. He defines for it in a way that's, that's even more thrilling. Here it is. The sufferings of Christ and the subsequent glories. Christ. God the Son, who left the glories of heaven for you and me. I, 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 I try and you cannot picture it, can you? Eternity, eternity, whatever eternity is in a sense, is, is time, this time in which we live, is time... I, 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 a slot in eternity, or is it different from eternity? But whatever it is, the eternal Son left eternity to, to come into time. And, and, and infinity is, is, is the space that, that we think goes on and on forever. Is the space eternity, or is it a, a, a place, if you like, within eternity? It's, it's very hard for us to understand these things. But he left infinity to come in not simply into space but into this space that we occupy and he did it for us and and he he became man with all the miseries of this life we think especially of of Gethsemane when he anticipated what lay before him the trial the persecution, the rejection, the cross, and the curse. The curse of the Father. The curse of the Father for our 
sins. The wrath of God poured out upon the eternal Son. The sufferings of Christ for our sins. And then, of course, the subsequent glories. The glory of the Saviour. Paul writes to the church at Philippi uh, and uh, he, he, he speaks of it, Philippians 2 and verse 9. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. The glorious resurrection, the ascension, they seated at the right hand of God the Father, the glories of Christ. And then too, there's a there's a there, there's a just a hint in this too of the glories of the redeemed. He who did it for us will one day take his people, and all who are in Christ will rise with him and be to be with him. In, in glory forever made kings and priests unto God kings and priests and rule with him and reign with him the, the, the word glories doesn't even begin in our, in our thinking to cover just what is there for the people of God when the Lord welcomes us into his presence when we receive the acclaim of the Father. And there, around the throne, praise the Son for all eternity. With the, 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 the angels and the, 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 the saints made perfect. Thrilling. Thrilling. That is the testimony of the believer could be that there are those here and that's foreign language to you. could be that you're not in that category. The writer of the Hebrews says this, How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? Can't you see that it's thrilling beyond the greatest thrills that this world can ever offer? Could it be that there are those of us here and we see ourselves as, well, not very important. Maybe we're not. But just think of how important we are in the eyes of the Lord, who has done all this for us and for our salvation. John writes, How great is the love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. That is the Christian's testimony.